Well, I've been looking forward to today. How about you guys? We get to come praise the Lord, encourage each other in the word of the Lord, praise him, celebrate, and then eat everything in sight. Amen. So I was thinking about it. I was like, man, this is a good day. So if it's your first time here, man, you guys hit it good. This is good. And I, I just want to say like Tanya said, we have got plenty. Please stick around. We're going to have a great time. So we're just going to jump in. I love that title. Uh, you can't take it with you. And I know we've heard that saying many times, but did you really know that it's a biblical truth? All right. I'm going to give you some word on that. 1 Timothy 6, 7 says this. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. And I love that picture Miss Tanya found. It looks like we try to do that sometimes. I know that's a little extreme. We got the hearse pulling the U-Haul. But, you know, sometimes the way we live our lives, you would think that we're going to take it all with us, you know? I've, I've seen different things when I went to Google some stuff and, and get some different images for the backgrounds as well. I saw people in caskets with... with, uh, with, with uh, Scratch tickets and things like that. I'm like, wow, how about five bucks? I'll trade you. You know, <laughs> you wonder about that stuff. You're like, what are you, what are you doing? But you know, a lot of times, um, that's probably a little extreme. But really, if we follow in the footsteps throughout the day, maybe we need to just recalibrate every now and then. It's good to kind of come back and look at what God says about what he's going to do in our life. Amen. So with the, the slideshow and everything, I hope you guys enjoy this. But uh, more than that, like she said, it's really speaking about now can't do much about later can we you know what when we're gone but we can do a lot while we're here and i'm not talking about works okay we are saved by grace through faith not that of yourself but it's a gift of god but i don't know about you guys i want to make a difference when i come through here i want to make eternal difference i want to make sure that people know about jesus i'm going to tell you a little story um didn't think it was but i want to make sure that you you see god in this not buddy in this promise I had a guy call me. I've seen this guy. I've talked to him probably 15 minutes in my whole life. And I, I met him probably 10 years ago. And this guy writes me a note at work. He goes, and it had gospel on there. He said, I need to talk to you. Said, okay. You want to do it today? Whatever. He said, I can't do it today, but I'll be over Wednesday. And uh, I said, okay. I'm thinking, okay. You know, I'm always praying for opportunities to share the gospel. But I was like... I'm pretty sure this guy knows the gospel. I'm, you know, I'm, when I met him and stuff, uh, I know that he's all about what the Lord's doing. And he came over and we, I had a few minutes of work and went to the conference room and I go, what's on your mind? He goes, everywhere I go, as long as I've been out here, I keep hearing about Buddy Chapman sharing the gospel. Again, this is not Buddy, but he's, he's heard that message. And I just smiled, man. That was a blessing. Because there's some days I don't think I'm real effective. How about y'all? There's some days you think, man, it's, what's going on here? But God had put that man in my life to encourage me at the right time. As I've been telling you, work's been a little crazy, you know? And, and this guy comes over and he says, man, show me how you share the message. Because he says, I'm talking to people and I go to share the message. Oh, yeah, buddy told us about that. Yeah, buddy told us about it. And I thought, man, what? that's a blessing. Because that's a legacy I want to leave behind. He didn't say buddy's doing everything right. Didn't say anything about that. But see, that's what I want to be remembered as. He's sharing the gospel. You know what? And what do they say? Use words if necessary. You should see that in our life as we go through and stuff like that. But you know what? While I was there, I said, uh, hey, man, what's, what else is going on? He's talking about how God has been working in his life and different things. And he's been praying for people and, and, and just seeing healing going on. I said, well, man, you can pray for me because my back's been hurting. And you know what? My back has been better ever since then. And I just praise God for that. I know that was a divine appointment for that man to come over. But you know what? That's how the Bible talks about in Hebrews, talking about iron sharpens iron. So if, if we were, were 
were giving you the go home today, if you were the last day that you were here, what would they say about you on your funeral, okay? Would they say, man, they're putting the gospel out. Well, they've been really doing this. They've been, they've been about the Lord's business. You know, we can't leave a whole lot behind, but you know what? That's what I want to leave behind, something that's going to be life-changing, amen? So I hope you hear that in the message today. So, as I said, there's a lot of, lot, of, lot of things we can leave behind. We think about that a lot of times, you know. When you think about leaving stuff behind, um, you might think of some of these things I want to talk about. So, what is it? This is the question here. What is it that you would leave behind? All right? Let's move on. Everybody's got their handouts, right? What am I leaving behind? Do you ever think about that? And when you first think about that, usually you think about stuff, you know. You think like, okay, um, real estate. Well, that's nice. Money, you know. Uh, jewelry and things like that. But what about the things that are priceless? Now, I talked about things that got a price tag on them. But you know what? What about things that, that money can't buy? And I wrote this down. It's more than what you think. Now, I, I thought about this, and we've talked about it from time to time. Has anyone ever lost a loved one that's left them something very, very special behind? And it could be stuff or whatever. But more of maybe a note. Maybe a picture, something like that. You know, my dad left me a, a 66 Mustang. It was cool. It was great. It rusted. It wore out. But he also left me a note that's priceless. Keep beside my bed. Flip through there. Buddy, look inside. I've shared that before. You know, cars will rust. The foundation of the house will fall. The property and stuff, the taxes go up on them. But what are we leaving behind? I'm going to say that over and over to get that in your heart. Because once you get it in your heart and your head and you put them together like that, and we keep our gaze on kingdom things like she had talked about, you're going to start leaving behind little breadcrumbs for the kingdom. Amen? And let me tell you something. You don't have to do that when you leave. It could be as you walk. How about that? Every day, everything we do. And that's what I see today, that we can make such a difference if we just let God have his place in our life. Amen? Let's keep on going with this. So as I talked about, it starts now. Invest. Now, when you say invest, most of the time people think about money. Not against money. That's great. You know, it's a great tool for the Lord. But if we put it over the Lord, then we got things out of balance. Amen. So when I talk about this, what, what are we investing in? What do we do that? And I'm talking about now. Let's go a little deeper. Not the cash, not the house, all these things. I'm talking about, again, the things that money won't buy. How about Leaving what you believe behind. Do your kids, do your children, does your neighbor, do your workmates know what you believe? Think about that. You know, sometimes we say, well, I don't know, you know. I've, I've had this. I had a guy come to me at work the other day. And uh, he used to say, a friend of mine uh, just got diagnosed with uh, stage four lung cancer, I think it was. Last week, he just thought he had a cough. When I went to see him in the hospital, he was down about 30 pounds and... They got him all wired up. But my friend was concerned about his friend. Because my friend knows the Lord. I want to tell you this. You don't have to be the pastor to share Jesus. Amen. But that don't mean I won't help you out or come along the side of you. We want to gird ourselves up. Sometimes we just need a little encouragement. It's a little different out of the box for us, so to speak. He said, hey, man. He said, I know you're a busy guy. But I'm asking you. Would you go by and see him? I go, sure. So I went by and saw his buddy, and there was a bunch of people there, and I saw my friend there, and next thing he goes, uh, hey, uh, I need some help. <laughs> he just got everybody out the room. He just walked everybody out the room. And so me and the guy were standing there, and I know him. He's a good guy. I worked with his dad and, and knew his sister and things like that. And I said, hey, man, 
Ah, you know, because this is a lot of times if they, if they send a preacher to your bedside in the hospital, people are thinking, do you know something? I don't know. <laughs> but he knows me. He's seen me do a couple of funerals and I've been by there. And this is what the guy said. Again, this is not a buddy thing. I'm telling you how God will use the crazy things in your life. Right. He goes, uh, he, he had my friend asked his friend and he said, uh, you know, hey, uh, who was that guy that did that funeral a while back? You know, we were talking. He said, what do you mean? He said, the guy that had the Harley and played some jams and stuff after the thing. He goes, that, that was pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't know preachers did that. <laughs> hey, man, it's a crowbar. If I could use the door to open up and tell you about Jesus. But that, see, it made him relax. He's like, he's just a regular guy, right? See, God uses regular people all the time to, use, to do some what? Extraordinary things. So the, the door was open because of just, just in passing, just loving on the guy where he was at. And it's amazing. I mean, he likes hot rods. I like hot rods. I think this is, I might have showed you a picture one time. They have a 350 Chevrolet engine on a lawnmower. Uh, if that ain't Fox Hill and Buck Road, baby, nothing is. I'm telling you. <laughs> and, the, and the guy's mom is in her 80s and she says, I want to ride it. Wow. Go ahead, Ma. <laughs> I'm scared. I think, how does that work? It's crazy. But sometimes it's just finding that, that thing, that thing that, you know, God connects you with. Anyway, I talked to my, my, my buddy's friend, also my friend, and I said, hey, man, I said, I'm not getting here to give you a bad report. I'm here to tell you some good news. He said, what's that? I said, man, none of us know when we're going, but we can know where we're going. So if something happens, and I said, I might not make it out of here, but where would you go? He said, I think I'd go to heaven. I go, why? See, a lot of times people say, I think I'll go to heaven, and I say, why? And most times people think I'm a good guy. I've done a lot of things. I've done this. I'm not as bad as this person and this and that and everything else. But then we have to clarify that. It's like the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means everybody needs Jesus. That's, that's a Buck Road translation. Everybody needs Jesus. All right. You know. And so he goes. But you know what? He says, I have asked the Lord to come into my life. I said, do you believe Jesus Christ is the son of God? He says, yes, I do. I said, if you ask him to come into your life and forgive you, he said, yes, I have. I said, guess what? Well, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God will raise it from the dead, you will be saved. It's like I took a weight off that guy. But I didn't take anything off the guy. Holy Spirit, God was working in that situation to bring that man peace in the midst of the storm, in the midst of what's going on. And you know what? We continue to lift him up for healing to his body. But I'm going to tell you this. There's no greater time to share your faith with somebody. I read something the other day, and I think about my friends at work that, uh, man, you really walk funny. I've had some knee trouble, as y'all know. And uh, they go, man, when are you going to get this knee replacement? I go, I don't know. I keep waiting for them to get further along. And I know God uses doctors, right? And, they, and, and it came up like this. said, well, you're never going to be any younger than you are today. And I thought, wow, isn't that the truth? See, we put things off and put things off. And no, I'll go to church later. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give my life to Christ later when I get all cleaned up. How clean is that? Because you and I can't do it. Jesus did it so that we could stand in the presence of God. That's a freebie. That's not even on the notes. I'm just telling you where God's leading. I want you to know today, it is all about the Lord. So we invest now in what? In things that bring eternal dividends. Share your faith. Pass it on. Amen. Let's keep on going with this here. Memories. And good foundations last longer than money. Again, I'm not preaching against money. 
I'm not preaching against stuff or anything else. Hey, that's great. You know, if you want to leave a, a ton of it back there, we'll put it to use. Okay, I'm a sinner. This is not a problem. However, I think a lot of times when people, if you look at, at, at what they do and, and how they um, uh, feel their status is it's about money or what they have. So many times when you look at things in the world, you know, that's great. Uh, that God's blessing you, but how are you blessing others with that? Are you investing in your family? Are you investing in things of the Lord? Are you doing those things? Y'all know I had a pretty busy week this week, right? I did a, a wedding Friday, did a wedding Saturday, and then back here. And the reason I brought that up was this. You know something I thought was really cool about the investment and the memories? You know the biggest thing on two different weddings at two different places on two different days had in common? Ready? They wanted their family around. And they wanted to take pictures with their family. And some of these folks, it was a blended marriage, and they had a lot of family. I mean, they were just bringing people in and bringing people in and bringing people in. And I thought, see, that's what really matters to them. See, the thing that really matters to you will be the thing you invest your time in, your money in, your heart in, your passion in, all those things. So what is it that has your heart? What is it that has your passion? And I thought, man, over and over, I kept looking at those, those, those wedding pictures, and I go, and I, I, I'm walking in the wrong spot, and I'm taking another picture, and I'm kind of seeing what they got to eat, and I'm still walking around, you know, I'm checking out the table, right? What are they going to have? But I looked at that, and I said, you know, those family photos are windows of time saved to reflect. Anybody like looking through, does anybody look through albums anymore? I mean, you know, we got some photo albums. A lot of people look at stuff on their phone and things like that. You know, I go, wow, I was thin. You know, I keep going back, and I'm ready to really go back in my mom's stuff to look through the pictures. But I look at those things. Thomas was talking about today, we had played a song, one of the songs that we're going to end up with. He goes, that is the first song I ever learned to play with my pop. And he said, I was like, that big. You know, I got pictures of Thomas and stuff. It almost looks like he's in a high chair playing the drums. You know, he said, train up your child early to play drums. No, <laughs> but you know what? It's such, a, it's, a, it's such a great privilege to be able to do things with your family and stuff and invest in them. But mainly... I want us to know that we need to invest into the things and the foundation of that of the Lord. Had a few things here. I said, think about this. If you have the foundation, the memories will grow from your dreams into reality. How many folks might have been praying for you, for you to get here today? Think about this. Maybe your grandmother's been praying for you years back or your great-grandparents or your moms, your dads and all these things. Praying, praying, praying. I, when I grew up, I did not grow up in church. Y'all know that. I went to church once when I was five and once when I was 30. And there is a lot of stuff in between, especially if you're rocking and rolling. So Denise says, you don't have to tell them all those stories. You know what? You're right. Because God said, you're forgiven. God said, it's a new day. It's a new start. And I like that. See, I like that. Do you like that new fresh starts and stuff? Well, you know, I started writing down some stuff. I remember when my grandmother died. The first person I really dealt with with death, I was around 14 years old. And my grandma Chapman had died, and she was plugged in. She knew the Lord. And so did my granddad Chapman. And we, you know, when you're doing stuff like that as a kid, you're throwing baseball out front, and people are coming over and visiting. And my granddad would just pray and pray. I thought, how can somebody pray that much? And years go by, and I think, I bet you he was praying for me. I bet you he was praying for him and her and all that. You know, he invested in the Lord. He invested in the things that were going to bring eternal dividends. Man, I, I don't think my granddad actually owned a whole lot. Never had a new car. Ah, uh, never. Had, I, I remember when he got his check for black lung, right? He was able to buy my grandma a washing machine. Man, that's big stuff. 
But you know what? You wouldn't find a happier guy. It, it wasn't about all that stuff. Again, I'm saying, really think about what you're investing in. Really think about those things, you know? And I think about this a lot of times. I can complain about stuff, and I'm going, wow, what I got to complain about, you know? I think it's, it's normal that we, we say a few things, but we don't have to stay there. And if you got some good friends, they'll nudge you back into the middle. They're like, oh, that's enough now. That's enough now, amen? You just, you just got to go with it. But I'm telling you, there's so much that God has given us and blessed us. Memories and good foundation will last longer than most anything that we could buy, uh, have, clean up, put up, or anything else. So today, I, I know this. I know some people probably didn't have that, a grandma playing for them or a granddad praying for them and all that. But I got something for you today too as well. You might be the one that starts that revolution in your family. You see that? You say, well, I didn't have my grandma. I wasn't praying for me and my mom. And I did You know what? That very well may be true. But Jesus still died for you. And you are still just as important as anybody else. Amen? And God says, you know what? Come boldly to the throne of grace when we know him. And so I want you to hear that today. But you can be a difference maker. Any, any difference makers in here today? I see a bunch of them. I see a bunch of them. How will you invest in your family, in your workplace, in yourself? But mainly being poured out from the Lord into you. Because if we don't fill up on it, we can't pour it out. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right, all right. So memories, we talk about that a little bit. You know, what do we think about that? I said, the memories, to, to leave memories, you must make memories. I've probably shared this many times. I've thought about this a lot. When Thomas was little, and we've done a lot of stuff with Jesse, but I think about Thomas because he was my first one coming up, you know? And me and Jesse do a lot of stuff together, too. Unfortunately, I can't run as fast, jump as high as I could when Thomas was coming along. That's why I said, why don't we call your brother? Yesterday, Jesse and Thomas was hanging out. And let me just tell you this. Dad goes down to like second string, third string, whatever then. Because he loves being with his brother, you know. I was like, hey, you want to go get something to eat? Uh, not now. Hang him out with Thomas. Oh. <laughs> so I go by. I kind of kind of, kind of, try to hang out in there with the guys. And they go, uh, we're going to play Xbox. Okay. I sat on this. I was like this a little bit. Look like a little kid. I want to play. I want to play. You know. Not Xbox. I just want to hang out with my boys, you know. And then finally, I said, uh, I think I'll go see what mom's doing. So I go back, and she's like, what's wrong? I said, nothing. <laughs> it doesn't work on a sermon, I guess. They don't playing, you know? <laughs> she said, do you know they love to be together? I said, I know that. And then I went back, and I had a major flashback. I went back to, to get Jess and uh, went down. And Thomas is out there, and all the kids, all, I mean kids up to his knees here, Jesse and there, they're playing football. All the kids in the neighborhood over there. Thomas, throw it to me. Jesse, get it, get it, get it. It's the very same thing that we used to do when he was little. Man, I loved that. When I lived in Fox Hill, they had three kids, man, just like this. Boop, boop, boop. And they thought I was the big kid because I was kind of young at the time. And Thomas was, was younger. And they would knock on the door and they go, can Thomas come out? And I said, he's taking a nap. Well, can you come out? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I, said, I told the kids when I was over there, I said, well, come on in and let me get my shoes. Is it okay? Do we have to ask your mom kind of thing? I was like, it's, it's okay. I'll be right out there. You know, I used to love doing that, investing in those kids. And to this day, man, still Mr. Buddy. Hey, Mr. Buddy, what's going on? But in those times, I probably didn't do all the right things. I remember this. Denise was on the way home, and uh, we're out there, and Thomas is here, and, and all the other kids are out here. And I think we're doing, like, baseball or something, like a wiffle ball. And first thing I do is I say, okay, 
look, I'll take the youngest kid and put him over here by his brother. I think it's real safe. I mean, I think it was Thomas. Whack it, hit that little boy right in the head. Whack it. I'm going, oh my gosh. All right, I'll sit him over here, right? So what happens after that? We're doing something else. I think, Thomas, did you hit the kid with a bat? Great Christian upbringing. You know? <laughs> it's like, and so, yeah. You can't not hit him in the head with the bat, you know? It was a wiffle ball thing, but the kid was still over there like this. So now I got two of them over here, and Thomas in time out, and it's just me and the other kid throwing, and Denise come up here, and she pulls up, and she goes, hey, what are y'all doing? Well, Mr. Buddy made me stand there, and then I got hit in the face with the ball, and Dad spanked me, and I'm going, and I, it's not what it seems, but I thought about all that yesterday, man, that investment, but you know what? Like I said, I, I love that, to see that, to give, giving back, pouring in, man. It makes all the difference. Those kids are running around there, and Thomas, whatever they say, and Jesse threw this pass, it's just like, phew. and this kid's just running like this. <laughs> He's back here, and it falls in his hand. And it just, I'm like, how did he catch that? It's just like, and he's going, I got the ball. And now he runs, and he's running, and then he just goes, they're going to tackle me. So he just throws it. <laughs> it wasn't about all the rules and all the stuff. Yeah, it was, they were just having fun. And I thought, how did that kid catch that, you know? And so I said, Jess, do you want to stay some more? So I got to go. And they're like, they're like, you know, almost holding on his leg, you know. And I was like, man, I didn't want to break up the party. But you know what? Those are memories. To leave memories, you must make memories. You got to invest. Got to invest. We say that. You know what we do a lot of times? We think we're going to do life after everything else gets done. Does that make sense? I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Got to do this. Got to do this. And when I get to this point, then we can really do stuff. Well, I can tell you, don't wait. Amen? Because it goes fast. Moms, dads, grandparents, does it go fast? Your kids get going fast. There's like eight years difference between Thomas and Jesse. And I thought, man, we, didn't we just do that with Thomas? And it's like, no. You know, he's out of college. We don't, wow, this is going fast. Man, make sure that you take note of the time. Set time aside to do things, to teach them things. Devotion time. And just have some fun, crazy stuff. We've got to be deliberate in what we do. And that's in everything we do. We've got to be deliberate. We've got to be deliberate and open our Bibles. And spending time with God. Not just the casual reading, but digging deep. I read something else. I've been trying to read more and, and just study things. And always, my first thing, I want to read the Word of God. And then, however, God moves from there. But I'm talking about taking inventory of things around you. How many people use a computer? All right, raise your hand. Most everybody uses a computer or something. Who can tell me what the F5 button does? I know it works in PowerPoint to pull it up. I don't, I don't know all that. Okay, I know it was on PowerPoint. The reason I said that, I read, a, I read something somebody was talking about. We're not aware of all the things at our fingertips. And that just, they were talking about something else. But see, every time I see something, I'm thinking, how does that work with God? How does that work? We're not aware of so many things at our fingertips. Now, how long would it take you to learn those 12 buttons or whatever it is? It's probably like, what, five minutes? And I'm not saying you've got to be a computer guru, but it would probably save you time, save you steps, save you things. But that's not so much what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what is at our fingertips every day that we miss. You see where this is coming in? What is it with our children that we miss? What is it with our spouse that we, we miss? You know what I mean? I've got to pull this in. I probably, I hope we got some leftovers because I'm going to need it. The other day, Denise said, it sure has been a long time since you washed my car. I know what that means. Today's the day. 
So I wash that car, baby. I'm, I got the engine clean. I got this over here. I'm sweating, man. I got stuff in my eyes, everything else. And she walks by, and she's walking by, and she's telling me about the mail, and I'm sweating, and I'm going, I know you're going to say this car looks good in a minute. And she's walking, and now the blood pressure's going up here. But my baby's cool. Because she got us up there, she goes, car looks good. <laughs> she set me up, man. I was like, I cannot believe all these. See that enemy? I said, I've been out here about an hour and a half, man. My bow legs down. I'm going like this and doing stuff. Everything like that. I'm washing it off. That thing is doing all this stuff. And I thought, I cannot believe that woman ain't going to tell me to look at it. And I said, boy, I was ready, boy. I was just ready. And she, right at the top step, the Lord intervened. Carla's good, baby. Into the air condition she went. And I'm thinking, I sure would like a drink. I sure would like a drink. I sure would like a drink. So I call her on the phone. And the phone, our, our house phone's all messed up. And I go, man, I can't, even, I can't believe this. And I look up in the car. <laughs> and she's standing there. I go, can I have a drink, please? You know, God's got a way when you start getting thinking you, you're doing it all. God, God will speak to your wife and let you know you're not. Amen. <laughs> so I had to repent, humble myself and go, oh, well, I just want to make sure this car's right for you, honey. Everything's good. But that water was good, and I appreciate that. But again, so many things right in front of us. Do we really, really, really invest and look at those things? Let's see what else. Here's one. I guess I'm preaching to me. I know my family will say that. Turn off the phone. Woo. Man, that thing's going. I usually charge my battery on my phone like three times a day, and it's not because it's bad. And I know I don't talk that much. I left my phone. <laughs> I, left, I left my phone at work the other day. And I was like this time I got back. I went and got something to eat and I got all, I couldn't remember any phone numbers. You know, gosh, I mean, okay, wait a minute. Thomas is three and Jesse's, you know, Denise is two. And my mom, I, I figured my mom's out. I've lived there all my life, you know, for years. But I, I just start doing stupid stuff because I'm so dependent on that phone, man. I'm going, this is probably not good. Because the phone now, it's got the email, it's got the text, it's got the, all that stuff in there. You know, ding, 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 ding. They contact you through Facebook, you over here and everything else. And I, when I'm doing those like funerals and also uh, uh, weddings like yesterday, I was like, turn the phone off. You will get a phone call, I guarantee you. So I just start putting it away. But also, we don't really realize how much time that eats up. I think it's good to communicate. I think it's great. But you know what? The next thing here, I think voicemail doesn't have to be a bad thing. Right? And I, what I find is a lot of times things can take care of itself before you can even call them back, you know? So anyway, I, that's probably for me. I'm sure that's nobody else, right? I'm going to pray for y'all too. <laughs> but we can get overwhelmed in some of those things. And here's something else. Learn to listen better. Maybe this message is just for me. I think it's for everybody, right? God's, God's message is always for everybody. I said this, you know, when you talk to people, I said, your body can send louder signals than you think. What do you mean? <laughs> Man, you're talking to somebody and they are looking all up here and looking over there. See, that's why I like having this because I can turn around and go, what do you think, Mike? How you doing? I'm over here, Mike. Hey, 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 I'm over here, Jay. I'm right here. You know, so most people that's been here a while, they don't be dozing. He might be up on your lap in a minute. He's all over the place. Man, I can sneak right up on you like this. But, you know, and it's hard sometimes. They say that our, our attention uh, span is really not that long. And mine's probably half that. You know what I mean? So, but you know what? Learn to listen better. And what I mean by that, our tone and our actions and our response can say a whole lot. 
And we have to be aware of that, you know? If you're talking to somebody, if your child comes home and, and they're telling you about this big deal, and you're going, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, what does that say? That says, what you're doing is more important than who I am. I don't want to do that. And I know, I realize sometimes we're in the middle of things like that, but, you know, maybe we can tell them, hey, give me just a second to regroup. What's, what's going on, you know? But then you get teenagers and you say, how was school today? It's all right. <laughs> what's that mean? How'd it go today? It's good. And? And? You know, you, you got to pull it out of them and all that stuff, you know? So, I don't know. I remember when, when Wade was little, my, my nephew, my oldest, one of my oldest nephews, I used to always tease him with this. He'd come over. I said, how was school? Or how, what you been doing? He goes, I've been doing this. I've been doing this. And I said, anybody ask about me today? Just messing with him. He goes, no. <laughs> so every time he would come over, I would say that. And I said, hey, man, how was what you were doing today? He said, it was, it was good. I said, anybody ask about me? He said, no, but I told him about you. <laughs> I said, I better stop this. <laughs> Poor guy. When he told me that, too. Man, that was so good. It's, isn't it great when kids think you're just somebody nice or something like that? We were doing something like this, and me and Thomas were starting to lift some weights and stuff. And Wade was over one day. I said, look at this muscle. He goes, it looks like two earths. He, better, he wouldn't want to see it now. It looks like a bad sand dune. And he said, and, and Thomas like, Dad can lift this, and Dad can lift this. And Wade had a way of always bringing me back to reality. He goes, I bet you can't lift up farm fresh. <laughs> I go, uh, I'm working on that one. <laughs> kids, kids will keep you right there. <laughs> yeah, I bet you can't lift up no farm fresh. But you know what? He was listening. And we, we had that relationship, and I thought that was just amazing how, how that works out sometimes. But you know what? A lot of times we can ask questions in the spirit, but non-condemning. You know, you ever had that? Somebody say, uh, well, how's your day? And you go, so did you do that? Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do this? And I find as I get older, if I just go, so how'd it go today? And just kind of pull the information out a little bit, I find out a whole lot more than if I'm going, well, you should have. Did you? Why didn't you? It, oh, oh, and then now, they just, now they just go, communication shut down. And I was thinking when I was riding to do the wedding yesterday, I said, Lord, what is some, some really good information that I could give people? To be married. <laughs> and I know he's thinking, I've been giving it to you for about 20 years. You might want to apply it, you know? And I thought about that. And I thought one thing is compassion. Be compassionate to one another, right? And I thought about another thing. I thought about, you know what, that I, that I need to be courageous in that. And what do you mean by that? You know, Lord, just you know what? Stand up when you need to stand up. But be courageous also say you're sorry sometimes. See, it's easy to be right. You can just go, oh, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. But what do you do when you're wrong? I'm going to get to that right here. Y'all ready? I'm going to help you with this. Forgive easy. Amen? That works both ways, doesn't it? Woo! Got quiet on that. Forgive easy. One of the things I was looking at here, I said, you know what? Now, here's a piece of good information. Y'all ready for this? I got a question for you here. How long does it take Jesus to forgive you? That's my boy right there. Dude. <laughs> Woo! Hey, what do they say? What does the Bible say? He that is forgiven much. <laughs> right? You, you'll find that somebody's forgiven much. And Jeff, you didn't know I was going to ask that, did you? But he, he knows that in his heart. Think about that. How long does it take for the Lord to forgive you? Does he make you sweat it out for a year or two? Does he hold something over your head? Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Right? But we do. Right? 
We do that a lot. But that's not in the footsteps of Christ. All right? What I say many times, when we forgive, that does not mean we agree with the offense. But you know what? That we're making adjustments in our life to be more like Christ. And here's the truth of the matter. Most of the time, we can't do it. We need the Holy Spirit in us to do it. Right? So we ask the Lord, Lord, help me to forgive in this situation. Lord, help me to forgive easily. Help me to forgive fast. You know? Again, I mentioned this, but it's worth saying again. Take note of the time. Man, time goes by so fast. I wrote this down. There is no rewind in life. There is no rewind in life. We can learn from the past and keep on moving. We don't have to stay stuck in the past, but we got to keep on going. Life is constantly moving forward. And guess what? I want to bring everybody I can with me along the way to know Jesus. Amen. I want them because anything else, anything else that I could possibly help somebody with would probably change. You know, if you give somebody $5 or $100 or a million dollars, that would change. You know, and I'm not saying that that's not a bad thing, you know. Um, if you help somebody cut the grass, guess what? It's going to grow again next week. If you feed somebody, they still got, you know, breakfast is coming. But if you can point them to Jesus, it pays eternal dividends. Man, what greater gift could me and you share than Christ? None. But in doing that, we may share a lot of other things too, right? So I hope that we respond like Christ. I hope we forgive fast. I said, follow the Lord's lead. And as we study the life of Jesus, choose to respond like him. And again, ask the Lord, the Holy Spirit to help you. I'm getting ready to bring this to a close here. It says, give what God gave you. Does God give you mercy? Then give mercy. Does God give you uh, forgiveness? Then forgive. Does God give you love? Then give love. Isn't that something? I probably could have just did that for the sermon right there because that's huge. Think about it. Does God give you mercy? Then give mercy. Does God give you forgiveness? Then give forgiveness. Does God give you love? Then give love. We'll bring this right around here. Going back to this again. You can't take it with you. I said all that stuff really doesn't matter. But all the love and memories will never be forgotten. And speaking of stuff, if you guys want to look this up later... Philippians 3.8, this is what Paul says about knowing Christ. He says, he says, yes, everything is worthless compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Nothing compares about that. I was thinking about this. You know, sometimes when you're driving along, you just start thinking about stuff. And I kept thinking about that picture there, you know, the one with the hearse and the U-Haul. I'm not against stuff. I just want us to make sure we're filling our hearts with the right stuff first. It gives us a good foundation, and we'll move from there. But you think about this. If I took all my prized possessions, whatever they are, outside of family and things like the stuff, and I could pack it up in my casket, right, if you could do this, and you get to the pearly gates, I'm thinking, I don't want that junk, right? The Bible says no eye has seen, no ears heard, no mind can imagine things, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. So why is it? That I think all this stuff is, is, is more value than that. Because a lot of times we got our eyes set on the wrong things. If we set our eyes on the kingdom things, God will, will move into other things. Again, not against stuff. I like stuff. But I love the Lord. Amen. And so those things like that, it's just pretty amazing. I said, what are you leaving behind? You know? If you look back. 
If you did a study on things that people leave things behind, most of the time, many times, it causes a lot of problems. It really does. Have you ever seen a family? They go, I want the TV set. I want this. You know what I mean? I got to have this. The things that you would never think that would be a problem. But you can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. So today, I want you to think about this. What will you leave behind? What will you leave behind? Will it be, ah, will your granddaughter think about, man, my papa always hugged my neck. Huh? Would it be, would it be the, the mom, you know, when mom leaves and say, man, mom always did this. Mom always prayed for us. Mom, mom did this. Granddad did this. You know, my sister did this. You know, all those things. Or my friend or my husband or my wife, wherever you're at in that situation, what do you invest in? How much time do you put in first seeking after the Lord? I did another, I read another study and you know, I like statistics. And for what it's worth, I'll give you this number. The statistic that I read about people doing what they like, they said they did a, a big old study, and they said they polled, I don't know how many people in this thing. They said that only 12% of the time people do what they like to do. Wow. 12% of the time, man, that you do what you like to do. I thought, isn't that sad? Now, we know we got to work. We know we got to cut grass. We know we got to do some things. But if you do that with the Lord in your heart and a joyous heart, I guarantee that 12% is going to start changing, right? As we work as if we work on to the Lord, it's going to change. Even if we don't like the situation at work, it's like, I'm not working for them. I work for the Lord anyway. And maybe you're still in that spot because God's still teaching you something there. Maybe you're the only Bible they're going to see, right? Maybe you're the only one. I don't know. But I tell you what, I know that we can invest in the things of the kingdom because God gave everything as a down payment in us, Holy Spirit in us. When we call on the name of the Lord, you guys, I'll give you a little homework to encourage you. The book of Ephesians, there's six chapters. Read the first chapter. It'll start really showing you who you are in Christ, what God's done for you. And then you can just keep on reading from there. But I know a lot of times when I spend a lot of time and I think about what God's done for me personally and what God's doing in the church and God's doing all over the place. I go back that he says, you know what? That he's given us his spirit as a down payment sealed to the day when the Lord comes back. You're not in it alone. Anybody ever feel like, they're, man, I am a one man team, one person team. Man, sometimes I think all of us at some time just feel like, man, what is going on? But I want to encourage you this. God's never leaving you and forsaking you. Amen. And so again, you can't take it with you. Let's read this here again. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world. And we can't take anything with us when we leave it. If we kept that on the forefront of our mind, I bet you our actions would look different. What do you think? Because if I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about, man, does, I want to make sure Jesse and Thomas know about the Lord from early on, right on through, right? I want to make sure my parents know about the Lord. I want the circle to go. I want to make sure my wife knows about the Lord. I want to make sure my friends know about the Lord. I want to make sure, right? Because guess what? That's our job. Not the preacher's job. Yeah, that's part of it. But training one another up to share our faith. You say, well, man, how, how do you share your faith? You know what? Tell them. I, I'll give you a real easy version of that. Tell them what God's done for you and what he wants to do in their life. Jesus came to pay the sin debt of the world. All we got to do is receive it. Let us pray.
Father God, I thank you so much for what you do and what you've done. And I, Lord, I know that we can't take it with us. And, and you know what? I'm okay with that now. I'm okay with that. But I know one thing. I sure plan on seeing a lot of people that I had the privilege to share your message with. And I didn't even do that. You did it. But you know what? You ask each one of us to share our faith. You ask each one to call on your name. So if you're here today, let me, let me just ask you this. If you were leaving here today, what would you leave behind? Would it be a legacy of loving the family and pointing people to the Lord and making a difference for eternity? I pray that it is, but you know, the first step is this, is making sure you know yourself. So I'm going to ask you the question I ask people all the time, anywhere I go, anytime I get a chance. If you died today, do you know for sure that you would go to heaven? Well, buddy, I don't know. I'm not that bad a guy. I'm not that bad a gal. I don't know. It's not about being good or bad. It's do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you asked the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sin? I say it every week. And it doesn't change because God's word doesn't change. It's the truth. He says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. Have you called on Jesus' name? Let me help you with that. You can pray with me right here where you're at. Dear Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. I believe that you are the son of God. Take away my sin, Lord, today. Help me to live for you. If that's you today, tell somebody before you leave because we want to rejoice in that. If you're here and you say, man, you, buddy, you just don't know what we have been through. You're right, but God does. And you know what? You're not here by chance. God's brought you to a place at a time such as this to hear the message for now. And I just pray, Lord, take this message and just grow it in our hearts, Lord. Help us to be compassionate for one another and live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right.